0: Hello and welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 45. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. We've got another fantastic guest today, Court Dial. Court is a president of Court Dial Consulting LLC, where he successfully guided business coaches and executives from organizations such as Chevron, Intel, US, Borax, Disney, and Apple to cultivate a new breed of leader. He guides individuals through frank self evaluation, personal change, and the pursuit of extraordinary performance. He creates the all in leaders, high achievers who recognize that the power of human connection. Hi, Court, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm very good. After technical difficulties, we finally are speaking. <laughs> Skype and te- uh, Skype is brilliant when it works, but when it fails, my goodness, it isn't. <laughs> It yeah. does not screw things up. <laughs> so, the price we pay. I, exactly, exactly. But it, it makes the world a smaller place as well. so you that's, bet. The, that's the benefit. So, Kurt, can you give us a little bit of a background story about how you got to the point you are today?
1: Uh, I worked for about 15 years in the chemical industry and was identified early in my career as uh, someone who was good at uh, helping produce results. So I got moved into an uh, internal coaching position where I coached executives. And about, you know, almost 30 years ago, I went out on my own and I've been basically coaching leaders, uh, primarily in large corporations. Mm. And what I where I come from is not incremental improvement or even a, a, a leap forward. Uh, I come from let's produce performance that here today is, is deemed impossible. Mm, well,
0: yeah, okay. And, and what does that, um, for you, what does that sort of entail?
1: well it, it entails a process i use i call it a uh, uh, performance transformation so there's a definite process leaders have used f- all throughout history whether political business scientific they've all used a similar process when they have when they want to produce something that's never been done before or produce a result that's never been done before and the reason you need this process is because really all that limits human performance is what we believe is possible.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's an interesting one that isn't it? Cause as you can, you, I know the people that I'm thinking of that I've worked with in the past, it's amazing the limitations and I know the limitations that I've had with myself in the past is it's can be such a powerful thing.
1: Yes, and so one of the early projects I did was in Saudi Arabia on a major capital project. They were building a, a new refinery over there. <clears throat> and I met with a project manager and he said, you know, I want to hurt less people than than I did last project. And I said, how about not hurting anyone? Yeah. And long long story short, we used this process. They worked 8 million man-owners, completed a project, and not a single man had to leave the the project for medical attention, which is a miraculous result. Yeah. yeah that's but amazing. most people think you do it through some program or training or systems. You do it through leadership. And it basically comes down to taking care of your people, having them know they're cared for and getting them to look out and care for each other, care about the business imperatives hmm. and, and be willing to give you what they normally won't give you. Most people spend their day at work, Trying to keep the boss happy and trying to get a good rating. Yeah. And what you want them focused on is producing the working on the business imperatives you have and producing the results you need to be successful as a business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't matter what size business you are. Oh, yes.
1: Doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: And, and is there. Is there specific, do you feel there's specific traits that make a good lead? I know you've talked about the high achievers who recognize that human connection, but are there traits that you've identified that you can identify?
1: Yes, you have to under, I call them realizations. Uh, One of the most fundamental realizations that powerful leaders have is that I'm my best tool. Hmm. My leadership, how I behave, how I speak, how I think, my very being is my best tool for creating performance. So as I I like to say, when I start working, if I was to start with you, Jeff, one of the first things I'd say to you is, you know, if you want to improve performance around here, the only thing that needs to change, the only leader needs to change is you. Mm. You change and everything else would change. You're, You're the big wheel here. If you imagine a series of symmetrically smaller wheels stacked on top of each other, when the big wheel turns the little guy or gal down at the bottom spins real fast. And it's a metaphor I use to help leaders understand the impact that it's almost direct mm. impact they have on performance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is as well as this, cause I know, I know from my experience I've worked with bad, I've worked with bad leaders and I've worked with great leaders. Um, and it's amazing the effect that they have down the chain. When they, when they lead poorly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or when they lead, if they do a, a great job. job, believe, job. You yeah. yeah, you always remember the bad ones more. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> most people will tell you when you ask them, when I describe what I call an all-in leader, I'll ask the group, how many of you have worked for somebody like this? And very few hands go up. Mm. But when they do describe the person that they most enjoyed and, and they got the best results for, it was a person who understood that you get results through people, not through systems and programs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause I know that you can get so many companies wrapped around that process or the, you know, the, um, in the UK we have, I don't know whether you have it in the U S but the sort of standards, we have something called ISO 9000 and it's these, you know, all of these procedures are written down and rather than speaking to the individual and going, well, okay, this is what's happened. How can we find the solution? It's all the process. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be done.
1: Uh, it's in some cases, those things are worthwhile, but we go yeah. way, way overboard. And I talk about the four fields of performance, okay, the systems field, the behavior field. Those are the two fields. Most people spend their time trying to produce results out of, mm. but there's actually two other fields, which are more powerful and will trump the other two every time. And that's the self field. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on inside of your people. And then the social field, which is what goes on amongst your people. and But right. most leaders and managers have not been taught even that these fields exist. And if they have, they've they've sort of discovered them on their own. They don't have a clue how to harvest results out of those fields. So they keep looking toward behavioral programs and new systems and, and yeah. things like that.
0: I know because it always amazes me is you go into companies and they will spend – a fortune on the latest computer system, or they will spend a fortune on, you know, some other things, but what they don't really invest in is they don't really invest in the, the being or the, or the resilience side and the mental health of their own, their own staff, because it's not seemed, it's not necessarily seen as a, maybe a quick win might be the wrong word, but it's, you can, you can see a tangible thing when you invest in software you can't always see that tangible thing in short term with the training.
1: Yeah, that is funny because you can get results much quicker through people. It was yeah. a, a shortcut to create results. I recently had an engagement in an oil company and they, they drilled deep water wells in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm. And the, the price of oil has just plummeted. So they're no longer profitable. So mm. they're figuring out how, how are we going to become profitable this business unit and the leader, I was working with him, <clears throat> excuse me. And I asked him, what is it that your you, your bosses, the people up there, one out of your organization. And you'd be amazed how often when I ask a leader, this, they can't answer that. They'll talk about their goals and their metrics and things, but mm. ultimately he said, well, they want us to drill every will, every well on budget, on time, our first attempt. Yeah, And I said, well, then why aren't we talking about that? Why isn't that our mission? He said, oh, that's impossible. You can't do that. You know, again, long story short, he's, yeah. uh, I just ended my engagement with him. He's about in his second year where they've been doing that. And it wow. essentially saved his business unit. And they didn't go out and create a bunch of new systems and programs. Their people knew how to yeah. drill wells. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I remember one of them standing up when we we called the summit and he and he got up in front of people and and basically helped them understand we're going to start leading different here. One of them stood up and said, "Thank you for the first time I have a mission and I know what to do to get there and I know I have permission to keep anything that's off mission from getting in my way."
0: Yeah. No, that's amazing. And the th- and I suppose is that it's that it's looking at it because I know when on the um, on the intro you talked about self evaluation. Is how um, how do you walk people down that self evaluation? Because I suppose part of it is it's quite hard for people to. Well, I suppose it's 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 not hard if they're willing to, but it's it's that how do you get people to have that conversation with themselves?
1: Oh, it, in my book, uh, Heretic's a Hero, that's basically what I write about. I, I wrote this book to put people in a room where great leadership and great coaching, what I call coaching, is occurring. Mm. But I, I always start with a, a contract, and basically the contract, one of the conditions is I will be the only person probably in your life who tells you the truth from my perspective. Yeah. And then secondly, the, when to get get people to really Uh, become a great leader, they have to be very clear on who they are. Mm. You know, what do you stand for in this world? Mm. Um, You know, someone asked me that. I stand for the health, safety, well-being of the men and women who design, build, operate, and maintain our planet. Mm -hmm. The men, working men and women who get it done all the way from a waitress to an engineer to a rig hand on an oil rig. Mm. I stand for the health, safety, and well-being of those people. And the reason I chose that stand is because if you stand for that, anything's possible. They will give you the results you want because Mm. you've earned it in a sense. um, They're going to give you more than uh, what they need to give you to keep the boss happy and get a good rating. They'll give what's often called discretionary effort. Mm. And if you focus that effort on the result you want, they will pull it off for you. As I, I like to tell the leaders I'm coaching, let them do the heavy lifting. Mm. they'll do that for you your role is to lead and give them a good reason to give all that effort to you that yeah. right now they're giving to their family or the church or somewhere else mm-hmm. and it's totally their choice whether they give that to you or not they're going to get a good rating anyway
0: yeah no that's really interesting yeah and and the right so let's say for example Ms. can you use um your your philosophies still and it, when you are working just for yourself
1: for myself
0: yeah so you know like if you're a, if you're an entrepreneur you work on your own um are there aspects of what you teach with the leadership that we can, you can use as a single as a single entity within your business
1: absolutely if i'm uh, uh I, i'm an individual and my business is me but i uh, Uh, hire a lot of people to do things for me Hmm. and you know I think if you called them all they'd all say I'll do anything for that guy and it isn't because I'm smarter or nicer or anything it's because I I understand how to meet the emotional needs in a genuine way of people and I have and and get them engaged with what I'm doing Uh, yes I use these tools all the time these techniques all the time I want I want to get back to the question you asked, because I think it's an important one. Yeah, yeah. How do you get introspective with someone? So this gentleman who was in charge of offshore drilling, yeah. I asked him, who are you? And he responded, I'm a driller. Okay. And I said, really? You're a driller? And he said, absolutely, I'm a driller. And this man had an amazing career. He, he spent 17 years getting his engineering degree. Wow. I mean, this guy has worked hard to get where he's at. Yeah. But I recognize in that moment, if he sees him as a driller, that's totally insufficient to lead this organization. He's not a driller; he's an oil company executive. Mm. And I pointed to his chair and I said, "That's funny because an oil company executive sits in that chair. What are you doing sitting in that chair?" And and that led to a long conversation, a series of visits and things, where he ultimately chose to become an oil company executive and to. So his own relationship to his role was limiting their performance. Mm. Wow.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's probably quite a common thing, isn't it? Sure. If you come up through the ranks, <laughs> you'll often relate more yeah. to the people you spent, you know, 25 years with. in the, And <clears throat> you probably spent those 25 years making fun of the people in management, you know. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't want to be one of those folks. I want to be a driller. Yeah. You want to be one of the people rather than one of right. the,
0: the others. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Because I know people that I, um, that I worked with, they'd started the job when they were 16 years old on the back of a machine and they'd worked their way up and they they didn't really have, well, they didn't have any leadership training. They were just because you've done the time, you then you then get that position and they were sometimes they've walked around like you know like ridiculous blank faces because they didn't know how
1: to lead they just knew how to do that job yes and i don't believe you can be trained to be a leader i think what, okay. uh, when a, when a leader occurs as i like to say you know the civil war made lincoln mm, uh, okay. civil rights made king it's mm. it's a circumstance and an individual come together and that individual chooses to take on a big, what I call a big game, right? Play okay. a big game, and uh, and play a game that that they believe you know initially is impossible to pull off. They don't have a clue how they're going to do it, but they step into that moment, and it's my job to coach them through the whole journey they're going to take, and teach them what they need to do to realize this vision, this this movement they have. And uh, they have to unlearn a lot.
0: Yeah. It's like, it was like the, um, I can't remember what movie was, but it was a glass of water, and he tipped it out, and he says, okay, now you start with the knowledge. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to unlearn what you've learned in order to shine I guess.
1: Well, I recently wrote a post about the difference between replicating performance and creating performance. So where does an iPhone or the Fosbury flop, do you know who that was, the gentleman who was the first to high jump backwards?
0: Oh, no, no, I've never heard. Uh, I think I've probably heard it in the distance, but yeah.
1: So where does that come from versus most of us are taught Mm -hmm. through our education and business how to replicate results and make incremental improvement? How do you do what up to now has been deemed impossible to do? That's some of the things they have to learn. And it isn't you put together some new programs and procedures and do some more training. You start leading. Mm. yeah. And it, it, as I uh, often tell a client, I'll ask them, um, are you telling me your people can't pull this off? They can't do this? And they'll always say, no, no, I got great people. They can do it. Then who's in their way? Yeah. Yeah all that needs to change is you is what you're telling me. So let's get to work on that. Yeah. And as you say, some say, please do. And some say, no, thank you.
0: Yeah. But it's interesting as well as because it's the same, you know, with when we look at just ourselves, if we just take it to, you might have this huge vision of what you want to achieve in your life and in your business, but the person that's getting in the way is not, because you're not you're not using Evernote right or you're not using Zapier, it's because you're getting in way of the old of you creating those limitations, aren't you?
1: Sure, yeah, almost always it's true of athletes. My son's a professional golfer trying to make it to the tour one day, and uh, I noticed he kept introducing himself as I'm uh working to become a professional golfer wow and i okay. sat down and had a chat with him and and tried to help him see until you introduce yourself that i am a professional golfer yeah. you're going to continue to be somebody working toward that
0: yeah that's that, that's that's a really powerful message because it, it's again it's language is such a powerful thing isn't
1: it oh sure that's that's what makes us human you know yeah. and that's Um, and absolutely the power of language in a a leader, the ability to tell compelling stories. Mm. Uh, There's a great book out called inspirational presence. I know I'm here to plug my book, (laughs) uh, heretics to heroes, but I love this guy's book. A friend of mine gave it to me and said, this is it. This guy sort of talks about the science uh, that you talk about in your book. Mm. And, um, it's all about your presence as a leader. You know, you know, you got a leader when people in the audience, people in the workplace say, I want to follow her. Matter yeah. of fact, I want to follow her so much. And I want what she's talking about so bad. I'm willing to change. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get us there.
0: Yeah. 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 I know a friend of mine, he, um, he basically left and he had three people wanted to leave with him to start their own business because that's how much faith they had in him. And that, wow. that's, yeah. a sign of a, that's a sign of a good leader. I don't know how much thought process went into that decision that they made, but it, the fact that someone could, has that much trust in you
1: is a, is a big thing, isn't it? Well, that's another uh, um, faculty of, of uh, what I call all-in leaders. They're able to move forward and get into action when they don't have any evidence that what they're planning to do is going to work or that they'll succeed. Yeah, and most man, people brought up their business play it safe, and they once you know I'm convinced it'll work, then I'll go. Mm. Uh, All-in leaders tend to go more with what I call the belly brain. You know, they go with their gut.
0: This episode is sponsored by Presentation Genius. You might remember Simon from Presentation Genius from way back in episode five. It's one of the highest downloaded episodes of the show, probably because of the sheer amount of content Simon gave away. Well, now he's giving away more at his only public training course in the UK this year. It's on September the 15th, and there's all the information you need at presentationgenius.info forward stroke Durham. What's more, Success IQ listeners can get 13% off whatever ticket you buy by using the coupon SUCCESS13IQ. Presentations are such a key part of your business success. I've seen Simon work. I can absolutely recommend his stuff. And what I would say is learn from the best and become a presentation genius yourself. Okay, so what we're going to do now is is we're going to go to the second part of the show where I get a chance to put you on the hot seat court and
1: ask you the set of questions I ask every guest who appears Good. on the show. Looking forward. I intentionally didn't listen to those, so I cool. I could do it <laughs> off the cuff.
0: Brilliant. Okay, so the first question is: How much time do you spend a week on self development?
1: I would say I spend uh, fifteen minutes out of every hour working on me. Wow. Brilliant. Okay. Um, noticing who I'm being noticing uh, what I'm thinking, how the self-talk I have with myself mm. uh, because I, I understand and believe that that any time a leader's working and that's essentially what I am when I'm a coach. Yes. I'm leading. Yeah. Um, at least 25, 35% of your attention has got to be on yourself. You're really working on you as you're leading and noticing and, and, adjusting and adapting what you're doing and saying as you're leading.
0: Yeah. And after you've done a a coaching conversation, do you give yourself the, like a a feedback loop? How do you, how do, how is your process when you do your, that sort of part of that coaching bit?
1: I have a very simple process. It's similar to what they use in the military. What was the objective? Yeah. Was it accomplished? What could have made it go better? Mm. Uh, What did I do? Well, what did I learn? What am I going to do about what I learned? Okay. I like and that. I do the yeah. same conversation with clients. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It keeps it, it, keeps it, it, keeps it simple, then, doesn't it? If you, can do, you do the same conversation with your clients and the same conversation with you? Yes. No, oh, brilliant. Okay. Okay, question number two is, what is your favorite personal development book and why? Apart from, obviously,
1: Heretics <laughs> to Heroes. Uh, I would say it's called A Thoughtful Life. It's a very old book, probably 30 years or older, by Joseph Campbell.
0: Okay.
1: And it basically teaches you how to, get, how to live the life that you were intended to live, to get on your path. You know, my dad was American Indian. My mom was Irish. Uh, but I learned a lot about what they call an in Indian uh, mythology, the pollen path and things like that. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer that when a person follows their path, all of a sudden, circumstances start to line up and support that choice. People mm-hmm. show up in your life you would have never yep. imagined to support you. Yep. And that's usually who I run into as a coach. I, yep. I run into someone who's stepped onto that path, and I've gotten real good at noticing them, recognizing them. And then I just approach them and offer my services. I like that. No, that's really cool.
0: Okay. Question number three is, what is your favorite app?
1: My favorite app today is a thing called Day Pulse. And it's because I've never been good at keeping track of all the different things I had to do. And it's this <laughs> wonderful system okay. that works so well with Gmail and everything else. Yeah, right. So I'm I'm much better at keeping commitments and working on what I plan to work on and all that type of thing. Yeah, I would be I would be
0: lost without my diary. I don't nothing is kept in my head for that stuff. Everything is down on the paper or in my in my in my scheduling system. It's a vital part. Okay, question number four is: What's your biggest business mistake, and what did it teach you?
1: My business business a bit their biggest business mistake is when I knew that a client wasn't committed and I went ahead because I was afraid of uh, I needed the money or whatever. Hmm. And uh I did that once and it was a miserable experience. Uh we were thrown out. I was thrown out,
0: okay? Uh
1: it's the one time uh, that I got fired because I should have gotten fired. Okay. Uh I've been fired before, but, but uh, because the client just didn't like what I had to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, that's the biggest, any a coach like myself, the business mistake we make is taking on work just to pay the bills.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, it's it, did you, do you find also it, it's, it may not just be taking its bills is because you really want to do want to help them.
1: Yeah, I guess it could be that. Um, most coaches i work with when they're struggling with it when i sit down and they talk with me about it yeah. it's because their fear it's i guess another way to say it as i took on the the work and it was fear that helped me make that decision instead of love right i get you
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and if you'd listened to your intuition and in your gut the, it would have said run
1: yes <laughs> but, but yeah you're not going to do yeah. this individual any good no because she's not open to what you're going to offer he's not open
0: Okay, brilliant. Excellent. Question number five is, what are your challenges in balancing life and work? And how do you manage them?
1: Uh, You know, I've never had an issue with that. I have a I've been married over 35 years. Uh, My wife and I, uh, from the very beginning had an agreement that uh, she uh, was going to be a stay home mother and take care of the family and kids. And we knew that my type of work would take me all over the world. And Hmm. So it's never been an issue. Matter of fact, I uh, have been home for about six weeks because I'm starting up some, some new things I'm doing here in Austin. And my biggest challenge is getting out of her way because she has her own life. Yeah. You know, Yeah, and I can't expect her to go to lunch with me every day. And yeah, so I've never really had a big is- issue with that. Okay. Okay.
0: I like I like the way that you've kind of like at the very beginning, you settled down and went, okay, this is just how it's going to be. Because quite, quite often people don't have the foresight for that, do they?
1: We had some very good friends that were older than us and basically told us about the mistakes they made. And, and yeah. they taught us two other great things. Always have a parent home when your child gets home. Yeah. And never take on any unsecured debt. Yeah. no. Yep. Two good, two good great pieces of advice, advice. Yeah, absolutely. I've given to my children.
0: Yeah. The, 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 the knack then is, is hopefully they'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's up to them then.
1: <laughs> Correct. Uh,
0: okay. Question number six is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out?
1: Get a coach. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily me. <laughs> but have someone in my in your life yeah. who will observe you and tell you the truth about yeah. how you're perceived uh how you're coming across uh your your people are going to tell you nothing but what they think you want to hear yeah and what will keep you happy yep
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and so uh, any great athlete, politician, you name it, they all go to a coach regularly. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why in yeah. my case, you can, you can go to a coach who's actually done what you want to do and has helped guide a lot of people. So look for someone like that too. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's that. It's, um, for me, I always looked at coaching as a, as a force multiplier. It's, it's going to dramatically change the rate of success, pro- providing a good coach, obviously. But it's, it's going to change that because you will, you, when you get a good coach, they will tell you the truth.
1: And, right. think- and make, make sure your coach is focused on performance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Business Absolutely. performance. A lot of them talk about <clears throat> feelings and things like that, which is all great. And I talk yeah. about those, yeah, but yeah. if it didn't laser it in on your performance, yeah. Uh, you probably need to look for another coach. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because sometimes they can water it down by the other stuff rather than just going, okay, what are the things that we need to achieve to get to X? Right. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Question number seven is what is your definition of success?
1: Uh, You're successful when you're what I call living a life of bliss. There's a chapter in my book called living your life of bliss. And it's an exercise I do with very close clients. And I describe doing it with my son-in-law and daughter. They came to me and asked me to do this. And at that time they were, he was a teacher. He was miserable. Today he owns his own business, very successful, and right. constantly tells me how much he loves what he's doing. So it's, cool. it's follow your bliss. Mm. Yeah. And, it's, and I think part of
0: the challenge is, is where a lot of people would dismiss that as fluffy, but it is so important to follow that bit that, that motivates you and brings you joy because you do, you're working for an awful
1: long time. Yes. And uh, so the exercise I do with them is essentially I want you to write a movie script of the day, a day in your life of bliss. Hmm. And I want you to write it to, to the detail. I could make a movie of it. Yeah, I, like that. I want the dialogue and it usually takes about three cycles for them to write it. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I finally get to the point and saying, so that's a life. If you were following your bliss, that's what your day would be like. Yes. OK, I got one question. Why aren't you living that life? and it's always some form of fear. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't want to let someone down or I don't, yeah, I don't have the I'm not clever enough or something like that.
1: Can't make a living doing that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Money
1: you imagine all, change, all the yeah. <laughs> You imagine all the young people out there that are making a living in a way that none of us could have oh, imagined. A I I living could have been made. Oh, I know. I know. I think I think part of the problem is is though you
0: you I once, uh, I once um, went in and spoke to a school about um, being, being more positive and, and motivating yourself. And it was only young kids. But when we went in, one of the questions I asked was, what is it that you want to do when you grow up? And I was waiting for you know, astronauts, the traditional things. And um, what I got was um, a pop singer on The X Factor, um, a professional soccer player, or... Um, or, uh, or a wrestler in U- UFC, I think it is, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, okay. And I just didn't expect that. And I did this talk about two years later, um, and I went in, and then all of a sudden, in the same school, the new, te- the new uh, students that had gone through this new positive reinforcement through this new head, it was vet, engineer, you know, being in the armed forces, policeman. Um, it was just a completely different, different thing. And at one point, you look at it and go, "They just want to get famous because they think that's what sorts them out." And then the other ones looked at jobs that they actually wanted to do because they were interested in it. See how long see what happens when they get another five years down the line. But it's a real interesting, different way when you start nurturing them at a young age. What is it that they're wanting to do and follow your dreams?
1: Yeah, a lot of the. Folks who come to me when I'm in a company who just knock on my door hmm. will be typically around thirty, yeah, and what I've learned is folk- those folks don't want things they want experiences, yep, and the biggest experience they want is that I matter that I'm doing something that that matters, yeah, and they're not getting that from their leadership no. at the at the moment,
0: yeah. No, no, it's, it's an legacy is an amazingly powerful thing. Okay, so the, the final question is a life lesson question. So this is where you pick a number between one and 50. And it is linked to some things that I've learned over the last few years of recovering from illness and starting a business. So um, we have it as a discussion point, it is okay for you to disagree with it, because you may have learned something different. So pick a number between one and 50. Five. Five. Five is change old habits. One of the one of the things that always well certainly something I went through and I see a lot of it with my um with my clients is they just keep on doing the same thing and expecting different results. And it's you know, if the if there are things that you need to change in order to better yourself, whether it's become a better leader or you know, better business owner or whatever it is. You've got to be willing to change those habits and have the courage to change and put and put the time in to learn a new habit. And I just wondered what you thought about that.
1: Oh, I agree completely. I'm thinking of myself because over the last little more than a year, I've lost almost seventy pounds. Wow, well done. And I, I, you know, I have the lifestyle. I'm traveling. I'm in hotels, so it's very easy to get overweight. But yeah, um, I went to a doctor and she gave me a very one habit to change. She said, you can eat everything you've been eating, order whatever you would normally order. You can only eat half of it. <laughs> That's a good just, that now, it? just changing that one behavior. Yeah. I've lost 70 pounds. And what I found was half of it was more than satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. And now if I eat all of it, I actually will feel sick. I'll feel not guilty. I'll just no. feel ill. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It it is it's it's amazing because we we just get stuck in this this old routine, don't we? And we not until we were willing to break that. And I guess that takes courage in some cases, but it also just takes co-
1: you know being more mindful of what's going on. Well, I I'm, you know I practice what I preach. I went and got a coach. Yeah. I needed someone to help me understand what I needed to do. She said we're going to do that for six months. See how it works. Yeah. and it's you know. Yeah, I'm basically just maintaining now. No, that's brilliant.
0: That's brilliant. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. So the floor is now yours for people to tell it for you to tell us how the listeners can find out more about you.
1: CourtDial.com. It's C-O-R-T-D-I-A-L.com. You can basically learn everything I do, and I essentially coach executives and leaders. And I hold summits in Austin where people come and spend a week with me in small groups and get trained in doing what I do. A lot of uh, it's, you know, rising leaders and uh, uh, coaches come to those. <clears throat> and then I have a book, uh, Heretics to Heroes, and it's a memoir on modern leadership. Um, and I'm actually writing a follow up, The Heretics Handbook. And one of the things I believe is the greatest leaders. Uh, throughout history have always begun as heretics. So if you're Mm -hmm. one of those folks sitting out in in your workplace, feeling like you have the answer, you have the idea, and no one's listening to you, you might go to my website, sign up for my blogs, because I speak to heretics continually through my, through my blog and my work. No, that's brilliant.
0: And what I'll do is I'll also uh, put it on the show notes as well, Court, with a link to your, to your book and all the information that we've talked about today. Um, it leaves me one um, thing to say, and that's wishing you the greatest success. And thanks very much for being on the show. Thank you. Same to you. I enjoyed it. So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening and it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page, just search for Success IQ Podcast, and that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course, iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.